What's going on, family? This is Pastor Sergio Chavez, and I just want to thank you for tuning into the Hope Center podcast. So we're discussing vision, and I want you to understand that a person without vision is a person without a future. A person without a future will always return to their past. I'm going to say it again. A person without a vision is a person without a future. A person without a future will always return to their past. Last week, we began the vision series, and in week one, we discussed the importance of having a vision, the importance of having a vision for our homes, for our families, for our spiritual walk, for our careers, for our businesses, for our relationships, for for our children, how imperative and important it is to have a vision. And we discussed the first step in vision is to write down the vision. By show of hands, how many of you were working on that this week or last Sunday, you were already writing your vision down? How many began that? All right. Okay. So we began the series discussing how important it is to write the vision down as the scripture says in Habakkuk, because what we do when we write it down, what we're doing is committing to it. What we're doing is taking a dream, a goal, a venture that's in our hearts, and we're bringing it into the real world, the tangible and natural world. A lot of times we have desires to do and accomplish things. A lot of times we have great visions, but we don't know where to start. So last week we discussed the importance of writing the vision down. And so the next step, and this is what I'm going to focus on today, the next step is to prepare and create a plan. Creating the plan. Would you say with me, plan? Look at the person beside you and tell them you got a plan. Look at the other person, tell them you've got to plan. A knife cuts because it has a narrow focus. So your vision will be effective when you have a clear focus. Let's look at some scriptures. I want us to go to the Bible and see what the, what the, what the scripture describes about planning within a vision. Proverbs chapter 12 verse 15 says, The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. That's Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15. The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. Let's move forward to Proverbs chapter 14, verse 15. It says, the simple, I want you to catch this, the simple believe anything, but the prudent give thought to their steps. That means that a lot of us wander and believe that the vision is just going to come and lay on our lap. A lot of people believe, well, God gave me a promise and God gave me a vision, so somehow, some way, it's just going to happen. But the scripture is instructing us that the wise person gives thought to planning, gives thought, give thoughts to their steps. Proverbs chapter 16 says, commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. Let me give you a little context of the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is a book that's directly addressing wisdom. It's all about wisdom. In fact, the writer was Solomon, who was the king, uh, who was king of Israel. He was the heir, the successor to King David, who was his father. And you got to understand that 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 the scripture describes Solomon as the wisest man at that time. He was the wisest man. In fact, God said, "Listen." He gave him. He came to him and revealed himself to Solomon. God came to Solomon. And he said, "Listen. Do you want great wealth?" Or do you want 
wisdom. He said, as a matter of fact, you can ask anything that you want. And the thing that Solomon chose above wealth, above possessions was wisdom. And so God granted him wisdom and he describes here some words of wisdom in the book of Proverbs, in the book of Ecclesiastes, in the book of Song of Solomon's three books that he's the author of. It's all about the wisdom and his experiences. So here he's giving us, you and I, some words of wisdom about planning because here's what we got to understand. Although the vision that God gives us comes from God, it is up to us to develop the plans that bring about the fulfillment of the vision. In other words, you can have a God dream. You can have a vision that comes from God. You can have an idea that is just a bright idea of something that's going to be life-changing, an invention, something that you're going to implement, something that you're going to do, a song, a book, a business, a, a relationship. You can have these ideas, but it's up to us. God gives us the vision, but it's up to us to establish the plan to see that thing come to pass. Are you still with me? Nod your head. Let me know if you're still with me. You're still with me? Say amen. Give me a good churchy amen if you're with me. All right. All right. I want to give you four principles today, and I want you to write these down. Four principles on planning for your vision. I want you to write four principles that I have for you about planning for your vision. Because here's the thing. I don't want you to leave this place without the tools that you need to establish that vision for your life. We're declaring that 2018, we're going to see the vision, the dreams that God gave us come to pass. We're believing in this church that we're going to go to places we've never been. We're going to reach people we've never reached. We're going to do things we've never done. We're going to fulfill the vision that's in my heart. Mike, I want to preach for a little before I give you these, these principles real quick. I want to speak to marriages. This will be the greatest year of your marriage if you believe it and you implement a plan. This will be the greatest year for your business. Am I talking to anybody in this place that will receive that word? This will be the year that God opens new doors for your life. I would hope that more got excited about that. And you believe in God for anything in this place. If that's for you, I want you to lift your hand and let me know that I'm believing God for greater things in 2018. And so we need to plan to see these things come to pass. I'm going to wake y'all up this afternoon. Some of y'all looking a, a little sleepy already. As a matter of fact, kind of nudge your neighbors and tell them, and tell them, wake up, because he's about to give you four principles. Nudge your neighbor, tell them to wake up. He's about to give you four principles. Here we go. Number one, I want you to write this down. The first step in writing the plan for your vision is that you must, and you absolutely must, define your goal. You must define your goal. Now you got the vision, right? The vision is the grand picture. It's the big picture. It's the thing that you're believing God for 10, 10, 5, 10, 15 years down the line. Now you're going to start to break it up and you're going to start to establish goals. Now you need to define what the goal is, what the mission is for that vision. And, and, and by the way, I do want to mention that these, I'm going to give you these four principles and it's not nothing that you, it's, it's nothing you've never heard before, by the way. As I mentioned here all the time, I don't, I don't, I don't tend to want to look for some deep, profound revelation or, or something new. What I do is give you information you already know, but what I want you to focus on is the application of it. How many know that a lot of times we have a lot of information? We know what we need to do, but we don't do it. We know what we're supposed to eat, but we don't do it. You're, you're here looking up new regiments and new diets and new workouts, and you already know what you need to do, the workout you need to do, the things you need to eat, but you don't apply it. 
You know that you don't have any more money to spend on them J's, on them Louboutins, on them Adidas, on them sneakers. You have no money, but here you are racking up debt because you want to keep up with your boy. You want to keep up with homegirl that you're seeing on Instagram. And so you're doing these things. You know what you need to do, but you're not applying it. But this is the year of application. This is the year that we're going to apply the things that we learn. So what I'm going to give you is not new things. It's just things that I want you to apply. So you have to define the goal. Let's look at what the scripture says. Philippians chapter 3 verse 14 says, I press toward the goal. For the prize of the upward call of God, God in Christ Jesus. The apostle, we see in the Bible, the, the apostle had a call from God, and he yet he had a goal. Yet he had to establish a plan. So goals are simply the vision broken into smaller pieces that are measurable in time and in space. They are the parts of the mission that we will accomplish by a specific date. So here's what happens. Many people don't like to set goals because you've set goals in the past and you haven't accomplished them at the right time. So many people have given up on on goal setting. In fact, some people in this place, you get upset when people start talking about goals. People get upset when people start talking about new year, new me. People get upset. I'm tired of hearing about that. Why are you tired? Because when you're a person that has vision and is constantly recreating and and, and making and, and planning for new goals, you get excited when people around you are creating goals for their life. And I want you to get excited as well that when you see people wanting to attempt to make a change, that you celebrate them. We have to set goals because many say, you know what, I'm done with setting goals. I haven't fulfilled them in the past. But you must define the goal. You must establish the goal. I want you to catch this. You ready to catch this? If you're part of Hope Center, you know what this is. Go ahead, show me that you're ready to catch it. All right, let me know you got it. All right, here we go. Catch this. If you fail to plan, you will plan to fail. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Great leaders, great people know that setting goals is what gives your mission urgency. When you don't establish goals, you just procrastinate. I'll get to it tomorrow. Y'all not looking at me. Y'all very serious. That's all right. I'm going to come down. Look at your face. This is a little hard to see. My goal is to, is, is to get healthier, is to eat better, is to exercise. And then the day comes, you told yourself, today is going to be my day. And then the hour comes when you know you're supposed to work out. And what do we say? Tomorrow. And then the next day comes and we say, I'm too tired. I'm too busy. I got a lot going on. I'm going to get to it tomorrow but when you set goals and you determine a day and you make a commitment to it you don't procrastinate in fact you have a sense of urgency so unless you define your goal you're not going to have urgency it's almost like anybody ever missed a bus before you ever miss a bus you ever you ever been you know you're going somewhere late and you're rushing to the bus stop and you just see that bus that you're supposed to catch, and you see that thing off in the distance, and you're just looking around. You know you make an attempt to try to run after it, but it's so far in the distance that you say, you know what, I'm gonna just wait on the next one. But when you set a goal, you have to 
make sure that you set it with a sense of urgency so that every day that you wake up, you're waking up purposeful. Every day that you go into your job, you're going with a purpose. You're going to be productive. Every day that you wake up, you go with a mindset about your day that today is a day that I'm going to invest in my family. Today is a day that I'm going to invest in my marriage. Today is a day that I'm going to invest in my dream. Today is the day that I'm going to allocate my time towards this. I'm going to give to that. You have to set a goal because without it, there's no sense of urgency. Without it, we just procrastinate. And when you fail to plan the goal, you plan to fail. So many fall off from the goal because they don't have a plan. So you have to have a plan. Number two, I want you to write this down. You must do your homework. Let me know if you're with me. Let me know if you're with me. Say amen if you're with me. All right. Do your homework. Thomas Edison, an American inventor and businessman, said about inventions that planning is 99% perspiration and 1% inspiration. What he was getting at was that when you have a vision in life, you must invest what's called sweat equity. For those that are not familiar with sweat equity, what it is is that you invest your time, your energy, and your resources towards that thing. You can't get something out of what you don't put into it. You can't expect to get oranges when you're not sowing into orange seeds. You can't expect to get the best out of your finances when you're not investing in your finances. You can't expect the greatest marriage on earth when you're not spending time with your wife or your husband. It's mighty quiet in here. That's all right. You might get upset with me. That's all right. I'm, 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 a, I'm an OG, triple OG. And I got some gangsters in here that's going to back me up in case y'all want to come up to me like, yo, pastor, let me holler at you. I, I'm ready for y'all. I'm ready for y'all. I'm going to come at you. You can't get out of your business if you, I want to launch a great business. Do you know, do you realize that financially, emotionally, physically, you will be drained and exhausted? Because you have to invest and you have to sow. But the vision is that when I'm exhausted, that when I see that things aren't happening at the time that I expected it, it's vision that gives you the commitment to say, I may not see it now, but I'm going to continue going because I'm believing God for this vision. Even when I'm not seeing it happen, I'm going to continue to persevere. Even when I've invested my time, my energy, because here's the thing. If it's a God dream, then know that God will make a way. The Bible says, do not grow weary in doing good, for in due season you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. I want to speak to some people that are believing God. You've been sowing into your dream, into your family. You may not be seeing it yet. But do not give up. Continue to sow. Continue to invest your time, your energy, your resources. You must plan. You must plan to do your homework. You got to invest in doing research. You got to invest in doing your homework. You got to invest in doing investigating. You must do it because otherwise you plan to fail. I want to write a book, Pastor. How do you do it? Do you know that we're living in an age where there are absolutely no excuses to not get educated? There's a thing called YouTube University. 
You can find anything and any, anything that you desire to learn. You can find it online. We live in the information age. There is absolutely no excuse as to why you should stay ignorant in the thing that you want to pursue. If you want to, if you want to eat better, you can find the resources online. If you, want to, if you want to improve in your mental state, there are information and tools that you can find online. If you want to establish a trade, get a certificate. Do you know that you can also get certificates? and degrees online without paying for it. If you go to a website called EDX, you can get certifications. You can get college courses for free. There is absolutely no excuse to stay ignorant and not pursue the things that you want to pursue to do the research, to do the investigating, to get the information. You must do your homework. You must put in the time in a thing called sweat equity, your energy, your resources, your time. You've got to put into it. Number three, I want you to write this down. I'm moving forward. In order for us to plan properly for the vision that God has given us, you must establish your team. Establish your team. The scripture says in Proverbs 15.22, it says in Proverbs 15.22, without consultation, plans are frustrated, but with many counselors, they succeed. Without consultation, plans are frustrated, but with many counselors, they succeed. Notice how Solomon highlights the fact that developing, developing plans in a vacuum, when you develop plans on your own, when you want to see a vision completed on your own, when you have a dream, but you don't have a team around you, you will end up frustrated. You will end up frustrated. Your plans will suffer when you don't have a team around you. Uh, let me give you some help in case you didn't know. Where my married folks at? Let me hear you make some noise if you're married in the house. Thank you, baby. I'm going to ask again. Act like you're excited to be married. Say, my married folk, make some noise. All right, that's what I'm talking about. Can I tell you that your husband is a part of your team? Later on, we, me and you. Can I tell you, husband, that your wife is a part of your team? So often we spend time fighting one another, not realizing that we're on the same team. If you have a dream, get on the same page so you can see those dreams come to pass together. You have to have a team, singles in the house, singles in the house, where you at? All right, so all those people that you heard just go, woo, they can be a part of your team. At Hope Center, we are committed to building community, to building family, to building a team and a network with each other. If you've been coming to this place and you haven't connected to somebody, I encourage you, make it your duty to connect with someone because that's a part of your network. And when you get a team around you, your plans are more likely to succeed. You got people that's a part of your team in this place. I want to see this come to pass. This is my dream. This is my vision. This is my goal. You have to have a team because otherwise your plans will suffer. 
Whenever you plan on your own, I don't, I don't want to tell anybody. I just want to do it on my own. Listen, you've been doing it on your own all these years, and you still haven't seen that vision come to pass. I'm going to just do me. I'm going to do my own thing. You keep on doing your own thing. You're going to be doing your own thing with no vision, no dream, no goal, baby. You've got to be connected with people. You've got to have connections. You've got to have people that are going to hold you accountable. You've got to have people that are going to support you. You've got to have people that are going to pray for you, for your vision, for your dream, for your goal. You've got to have people that are going to lift you up when you feel like you want to give in to that goal. You must establish a team. This is my last point that I'm going to give you for today. Is this helping anybody, by the way? Is this helping you? Let me hear you, let me hear you say yes if this is helping you. All right. Number four. You've defined the goal, right? You've done homework. You've established a team of people around you. Now you must specify deliverables. You must specify deliverables. What does that mean, Pastor? What that means is you cannot impact what you don't measure. I'm going to say it again. Hope, I hope that you catch it. You cannot impact what you don't measure. In other words, how will you know that you're making progress on that goal? You have to specify it in the plan. There's a reason when people go on a weight loss journey that they start with the before and then they have the after picture. Anybody know what I'm talking about? In the before picture, they look real sad, don't they? And then in the after, they, they look all happy. They, they, they slow down. There's a reason why they take that picture because they are establishing a plan. They are measuring and tracking their progress. So what is your dream? What is the goal? You have to specify deliverables. In other words, you have to set milestones. You have to set deadlines. All right, you said that you're going to eat better. By when? When are you going to establish in your schedule that you're going to do groceries, that you're going to do meal plan? When is the day that you're going to work out? All right, you said that you're going to launch a business. When, when is the day that you're going to make marketing calls? You're going to send your emails. You're going to have business meetings. You're going to be selling your product. All right, when is it in your schedule? See, here's the thing. I want to introduce a, a, a very important subject that we often ignore, and it's a thing called stewardship. Do you know that you are the steward, in other words, the manager of your time, your money, and your, res your resources and your energy? You may have a boss everywhere else. You may have someone above you everywhere else, but there is no one above you in the context of your time, your money, and your energy. You're the one that manages it. And so oftentimes, we invest our time, we invest our money, we invest our resources in things that are getting us nowhere. I want this to be the year that you manage your time. I want this to be the year that you make it to work on time. You're supposed to hit the... I want this to be the year that you make it to church meetings on time. <laughs> Someone got that in the spirit. I want this to be the year that you don't compromise on your date night. I got my help coming from the back. Praise the Lord for them. 
I want this to be the year that you don't procrastinate and delay your homework, your assignments, and your projects. You got to write that paper, allocate it in your schedule because you manage your time. You manage your money. Set a budget. Have a chart. Have things that this is the deadline. This is the year that I want you to be debt-free. Some of us 10, 15, 20,000. But what is the plan? You got to make sacrifices, baby. You got to eliminate some things. You got to set a plan and say, all right, baby. All right, my boy, my girl, my homegirl. This is what we're going to do. By this time, I'm going to be eliminating this amount of debt. You got to set a chart. You got to specify. You got to have milestones. You got to know what you want to accomplish by when. You have to specify measurables in establishing your plan. When your vision is honestly birthed by God himself, he will be delighted in directing your steps. I'm going to say that again. Hopefully you catch that for those visionaries in this place. When your vision is honestly birthed by God himself, he will be delighted in directing your steps. When you want to birth a vision, when you want to give light, life to a goal, a dream, it comes from God. The goal, the dream, the vision is conceived in our hearts, in our minds, in our spirits. But here's the thing. I'll never forget when I, when I first found out the news that I was getting ready to have a baby. My wife and I, we were married five years before, five or so years before we had a baby. Um, and uh, and that, was, that was simply the Lord's doing. For a while, we thought, you know, we said, I think we're okay with just having no kids because we were so focused on ministry and we were traveling. We were doing a lot, a lot. So we said, if we brought a kid into this world, you know, where, what are we going to do? We have no time. Um, it doesn't mean in those five years that we weren't practicing. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but after five years, we had a, we had a baby. And I'll never forget when, I, when she gave me the news. I, I mean, I'm talking about I fell back. I was overjoyed. I was so excited. Uh, I mean, I was so emotional. I was ecstatic. No words to describe it. And, you know, it's always excitement in the beginning, right? But then you got to figure out, whoa, this is going to cost us some. Any parents know what I'm talking about? We have to now arrange and create space for this baby. You know what's unbelievable? That long before the baby came, baby had already a room. A room that was bigger than the, nearly, nearly bigger than the, than the, than the, than the, than the a living room space and family room space that I had growing up. <laughs> like... She had, I'm talking about her car seat and her stroller and her meals and her clothes. She wasn't even born yet. And she had all these things. We had a name for our baby. Right? You have to create a space. You have to plan financially. You have to move things around. See, the same thing happens when we have a vision from God. It's conceived. And at first we get excited, but then you have to start making moves. 
you have to start arranging some things. You have to start moving things around. You have to start looking at your schedule. You have to start understanding life is about sacrifices. That if you, that if you really want that thing that, that God has birthed within you, that he's giving you the vision for, then you really, you really have to make sacrifices and you really have to make changes in your life. And I remember, so first she was conceived and then she was born, already had these things. So we had the plan. And here's the thing, but, but, but what, what most what most impresses me about the whole process of, of, of birthing and, 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 and this whole process that my wife went through, her body was changing. Husbands know what I'm talking about. You know that time is not an easy time. We got to support them. They're going through a worse time than we are. You know, they're changing. They're eating. They're, everything changes. The mood, everything changes. Uh, but what impressed me the most about this entire process is when my wife was actually giving birth to that baby. Because it's the most painful process that any human being could ever go through. Any mothers know what I'm talking about? Some of y'all don't even want to remember that pain. You're like, Lord have mercy. I'm getting flashbacks right now. And when you were in that hospital bed and you were in that place in that day, you, re- you, you remember it vividly. And what most impressed me about everything was the fact that she had to push that baby out. And I was sitting there and I was a part of her team. I was cheering her on. And she was in absolute, my wife was in absolute pain. But she kept pushing because she knew that she had to give birth to that, to that baby that was inside of her. Because she went through a process of waiting and waiting and investing and taking care of herself and praying. And, 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 and had invested all that time, that nine to ten month period. And then came the moment when she had to push. Can I tell you, there are some people in this place that you've been waiting waiting and waiting and waiting to birth the vision that God is giving you and now is the time for you to deliver that vision to the world and it's going to be a painful experience but that dream can't stay inside of you any longer for far too long that dream you kept it locked inside but I want to speak to somebody in this place that this is the year that God is saying to you it's time to push Look at your neighbor and tell him, push. Uh, Touch your neighbor, nudge him, shake him up a little and tell him, you've got to push. You've got to give it your energy. You've got to put up a fight. You can't give up because what God put inside you, you have to bring it out to the world. You have to give birth to it. You've got to push. There come moments where you want to give up, but you got to what? You got to push. There are moments you get discouraged, but then what do you have to do in those moments? You got to what? You got to push. There are moments you'll want to look around and say nothing is happening. But in those moments, that's when you got to trust God. That the God that gave you the vision is the God that will help you to see that vision come to pass. That if God gave you a dream, if he gave you a promise, he will fulfill that promise over your life. But you've got to push. I want to give up, but you got to push. I feel like I'm weak. I don't have any other strength, but you got to continue praying, baby. I wish I had somebody in this place that knew what I was talking about. You ever been in that place where you want to give up and all you can do is pray? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I want to let you know that in those moments, you got to continue praying. You got to continue worshiping. You got to continue serving. Don't give up. You got to keep pushing. Because that thing got to come to light. 
Can you imagine if my wife were to say, you know what, this is too much. Is there a way for this baby to come back inside? That's a pretty non-pretty image in my mind when I'm thinking about it. It's got to come. That vision, you've had it held, you've held on to it for far too long. It's got to come out. You've got to give birth to it, but you give birth to it first by having the plan. We appreciate you so much for tuning in. I truly hope that you can join us as we gather every Sunday from 1.30 to 3. If you want to stay in contact, connect with us, make sure to visit myhopecenter.org. You can also connect with us on social media at My Hope Center on everything. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at My Hope Center. Until next time, peace, love, and God bless.